Crypto for Planners podcast, the most interesting CFP in the financial planning space. I am thrilled today to be joined by Endowment, a uh, protocol that is built on Ethereum that enables advisors to do all sorts of planned giving and donor advised funds. And we are going to just get into all the fun stuff that they've got going on. And so I'm joined today by Robbie and Alexis from Endowment. Welcome, guys. Hey, great to be here. Thank you for having us. Our pleasure. Um, Robbie, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got connected with Endowment? Yeah, sure. You know, Endowment started as as an idea uh, probably in, in late 2019 is what I would say. And um, I was I was used to giving stock away to a donor advised fund. I had been advised to do so. Um, <laughs> and and I was working at a job where I got stock options as, as compensation. And, and I had just recently left that job. And so all of my stock, you know, unvested stock just to, you know, evaporates, it goes back into the pool. So I no longer had this faucet of stock that I could donate. And at the time I had been investing in crypto and had, you know, recently gone through the 2017, 2018 cycle and had taken some gains there and, and had some had some appreciated crypto that I wanted to give away. And and so I was like, OK, this is great. Like, I'll just go give it to my DAF. And um, and lo and behold, my, <laughs> my my DAF provider was like, we we don't do that. Uh, and certainly not the the bizarre coins that that I had in my wallet. And um, and so that started a conversation with with my DAF provider where we said, like, well, what if we what if we brought some software um, that that would allow us to replicate the behaviors of a donor advised fund, but do it in a way that uses smart contracts and uses, you know, DeFi based liquidation and that, you know, uses stable coins for for grant delivery and 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 that sort of birthed the idea of endowment in um in in in, in so many words and um and it's been a real journey since then um we did a proof of concept in in late 2019 early 2020 and got our tax exempt status in mid 2020 launched to the public in October of 2020 uh raised a couple hundred thousand dollars in donations to donor advised funds using our new protocol in 2020. And then 2021 was like a crazy breakout year for us. We raised $28 million across about wow. 200 funds and, um, and have just seen that growth continue into this year where we're approaching $49 million in total donated about $20 million in assets under management. And, are building endowment.org to be a community foundation for the crypto space. That's that that's really what we're here to do is to try and bring the same services that community foundations across the country bring to people with specific values or shared values, but to bring it to this crypto community that has its own set of shared values. And and mm -hmm. um, and, and that's really 
that's really the thesis behind endowment.org is, is, you know, what would it be like if there was a crypto native community foundation offering donor advised funds, offering community field of interest funds, you know, down the road, looking at charitable remainder trusts or college savings funds or private operating fund, non-operating foundations or other kinds of endowments, right? There's all these different tax um, mitigation vehicles that exist out there for people to use, but they, they, they aren't accessible for people with crypto or who expect to be using crypto-based technologies to execute those, um, those tax advantage account types. And, and, and what we're here to do is to kind of provide, to start experimenting with, and, and, and now we're sort of beyond the experimentation phase. We're sort of in like the, what does it mean to provide community foundation services to the broader crypto community? Hmm. Well, that's fascinating. Um, I, I love how you you ran through the this list of things that just simply doesn't exist, right? Like it it is still very fascinating to me how the traditional financial space is. You know, we're we're not exactly uh, forward thinking, tech forward kind of people. You know, this whole industry is you know more like a dinosaur than it is you know right. um, this agile, nimble you know startup, and so when you start to, to think about, Hey, there, this would be awesome. And Oh, by the way, this, this technology, the smart contract, these are, these are things that are just so perfect for this space. And then you realize that it doesn't even exist. There's no, there's no way to, to pull this off. And so I really appreciate what you guys have built because we need the infrastructure to connect all of these traditional things to the crypto space. And that's, that's one of the missions of the planner Dow is to, connect and collaborate together mm. the, the tools that advisors actually need. Mm-hmm. You know, um, another thing that the, the financial planning community is really bad at is we get a lot of like up on high, you know, there's some sort of private bank that determines that this is what you need to, you know, serve your clients with. It doesn't ever, it doesn't actually like connect this, the way that, advisors would use it with their clients. And one of the things that I've had a personal experience with is that philanthropy and donor engagement is just this incredibly powerful force. And, you know, advisors are always looking for ways to really deepen relationships with clients. And this has by far been, you know, personally, one of the, the, the avenues that allows me to just really channel, you know, just central values that a client may have. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Robbie, you had mentioned that, um, you know, you had this old job and, and you had some stock options, you were advised to do so. I'm just curious, um, was that a, like a, like a planner and an accountant or like how, who gave you that advice and why did you, why did you listen to it? Why did it make sense to you? Was it just purely a math numbers game or was there, was there something in there that sort of resonated with you that said, I can actually accomplish all these things at once like wow that sounds pretty cool you know i'm fortunate to have um family members who are really financially literate um i have a brother who is a cpa who's an accountant um and i have parents who have both a lot of philanthropic experience and grandparents that have philanthropic experience but also that just have a lot of financial industry experience and um and so it was a combination of my brother and my parents really being like this is something you should think about doing. And, and those are my, you know, financial advisors to some degree. I, I have yeah. my own professional help too, but like, there's nothing quite like your family to help encourage you. And, and especially, you know, like 
what we find with philanthropy is that it's kind of this gateway to broader wealth management. Like a lot of people wind up with some large windfall opportunity, at least in crypto, like they bought some coin that went from zero to something. And when they bought it, it was worth, you know, they, they took a thousand dollars. So they took, you know, uh, sometimes even less, um, a hundred dollars. And now it's worth $5,000 or it's worth $10,000 or it's worth a hundred thousand dollars or it's worth a million dollars. Right. And there's these huge windfalls, right. And they've often been sitting on, 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 on the coins for some period of time. They're, they're normally appreciated assets. And, and so it's like, they ask their task, their, their tax professional, they go, what can I do? to lower this tax burden and they go well like one thing you can do is you could think about you know a donor advised fund and mm-hmm. they approach it from this you know tax mitigation angle right which is like here's something that will help alleviate your burden when it comes to capital gains obligations on on a year over year basis and then what winds up happening is that like the donor has this really has, has the experience that most people have with philanthropy, which is that it feels really good to give money away. Yeah. Um, it, it is counterintuitive. You spend all this time trying to amass it, but that ultimately when you get to that point where you give it away, it feels really good. And it feels like such a better use of the money than, than you know, sending it into the abyss that is, you know, the federal government. And, and, and so as a result, like, they start to ask, okay, like this was interesting. I liked doing this. What else can I do to manage my tax obligation? And, and that's where like this becomes a gateway into other kinds of wealth management. And, and especially with people in the crypto space who are skew younger and they don't necessarily have the same obligations, you know, when it comes to like family members or children or mortgages or debt, right? Like they're often not really the ideal candidate for charitable remainder trusts or college savings funds or individual retirement accounts, right? But, and so that's part of why we started with the donor advised fund is because it's so aligned with like the, the typical crypto investor experience where they bought something, they forgot about it, they checked on it two years later, and now it's worth something really significant. And if they want to sell it, they have this tax obligation that's sort of like totally separate from their other assets. And they're like, okay, well, like, how do I like manage my whole crypto tax obligation in one fell swoop? And so they'll sell and donate at the same time. And, you know, we'll see people try and just think more productively or not productively proactively about their tax situation uh, with crypto in a way that sort of starts them with the donor advised fund. And then it's like, okay, how can we lead you towards some of these other (laughs) sort of some of these other practices or primitives? And, um, and, and so that's been, that's been sort of like the education challenge on the donor side is like that this tool mm-hmm. exists, that it's crypto native, that you don't need to take your money out of crypto necessarily in order to be able to, you know, leverage it philanthropically. And that, you know, most people who have donor advice funds are later on in their life, you know, and, and have significant holdings that they've been amassing for years, you know, and, and, the idea that this is just as relevant to 
a crypto investor who's just recently had a windfall moment, you know, like is also, it's kind of like a myth that we're working to debunk. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Rob, you gave me so many things to unpack. Um, and I want to, I want to introduce Alexis too. Um, so I'm, I'm going to, um, try to figure out where exactly we go next because Robbie, it's, it's so incredible. Um, the opportunity that, that exists with this, right. And that, um, what, what starts out as sort of just a, a very, um, technical financial, um, sort of efficient, uh, you know, motivation can quickly unlock, like you said, it's a gateway to so many other deeper planning objectives and goals. And, you know, one of the things that a planner DAO is really trying to help financial professionals with, whether it's CPAs or financial advisors is like, you know, there, there are financial answers and there are life answers. And that when you start aligning with the deeper seated yeah. life answers, yeah. you you have like just completely gone to another level of engagement of buy-in. You know, we we so often as a profession stick with just sort of the numbers and the the financial you know appropriate yeah. things to do that we never really get to some of those deeper core things that just motivate humans and you know. So anyways, I'm, I'm so sorry. Again, I, I, I wanted to, to get Alexis to, to chime in as well. And, um, you know, uh, not, not ignore the fact that you are here too. And we're so grateful, um, that you guys reached out to us. So Alexis, why don't you, you, you help us understand your journey into endowment. Sure. Um, so thank you so much for having us. I'm Alexis and I oversee strategic partnerships and working with donors in terms of engagement. And my journey kind of came from the traditional, philanthropic world. So I worked in development and fundraising for a number of years. And then I most recently was in the traditional community foundation space. So I was overseeing our donor advised fund portfolio and doing work similar to what I'm doing now in terms of helping donors kind of strategize how they can give away assets, but in a little bit of a different way, because, you know, my background in the kind of traditional world people were engaging with donor advised funds also in a very different way than they are now. And I think just as a philanthropic giving vehicle, while we all know what they are, I wouldn't say that the average person knows necessarily what a donor advised fund is. And sometimes I find that they think about it as like a foundation where somebody needs hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars to open this up and right. deal with the paperwork and, and having a, your own board of directors, et cetera, in terms of governance. And, you know, I think from an education perspective, especially in this new crazy world of web three, like educating people on the benefits of a donor advised fund and that you don't need hundreds of thousands of dollars to open one up necessarily and talking about how, you know, it streamlines your giving and it keeps you organized. And it's kind of a one stop shop, not to mention the tax benefits of being able to give to a donor advised fund and then allowing yourself the time that you need to actually decide how you're making grants. And I think that that working in endowment is something that, that we're seeing. We have a lot of really active grant makers and people who are opening up donor advised funds and they know where they want to give and they're making those donations and then they're doing it all over again, which is amazing. You know, and then there's also folks out there who this is their first time donating maybe, right? Like we've heard from donors that they've never been able to give more than you know, $100 or $500 to a nonprofit before. And now suddenly mm -hmm. they have 
increase wealth and they're giving away $50,000 or $500,000 and they don't always know where to give or how to give or how to think about that. And I think that that's where this partnership between, you know, a company like endowment and financial advisors and financial planners really come into play because, you know, we're able to look at this donor from a holistic perspective and say like, okay, they have X number of dollars or in crypto that they need to give away this year to kind of mitigate their capital gains taxes. But at the same time, you want to make sure that they're doing something that's value aligned and that is important to them and making sure that they have kind of the educational resources to make those informed decisions. You know, they're not only opening mm -hmm. up the donor advised fund with us, but they're actually deciding what nonprofits to support and how to make an impact in a way that's meaningful for them. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And and both of you touched on something that is just, again, it's, it's just such a fascinating um, sort of culmination of all these different forces. And that is you have a younger generation, you have this cutting edge technology. And, you know, oftentimes, uh, you know, so I, I live, I'm in Tampa, Florida, and I joke that like, my clients are very old. And so whatever you think old is, you have to like add another five or seven years to it because that's how old they really are. And oftentimes, you know, and Robbie, you mentioned this too, that you, when you are older on in life, you are just sort of either around or you're just more uh, connected to, you know, the ideas of giving and philanthropy. Maybe you've experienced it. Maybe you've been invited to some, you know, gala ball kind of thing. Like it just, it becomes something that, that you, you, be, you get connected to and when you have this, this crazy technology and you have this younger cohort, oftentimes there is a disconnect. There is an education gap that, um, that sort of has to I mean they, they don't even, they don't even know that these are options. And I yeah. find that the financial planning community is very similar in that we are really schooled well when it comes to retirement planning and investment selection and you know, portfolio allocations and the, these kinds of things. But even advisors sometimes just they don't even understand all of the different options mm -hmm. that they have at their yeah. disposal to really help clients. Um, so maybe spend a few minutes, um, you know, help advisors know, like, what what are the ways that they can use endowment to to really connect with, um, you know, these the the crypto wealth that that is out there that exists. I think something that's really important to highlight that's different about this group of investors or about this, you know, um, pool of assets is that they're self-directed most of the time. Um, that people who who have had success in crypto investing often haven't made those investments alongside a planner, right? Haven't made those yeah. investments alongside an advisor. Right. But that doesn't mean that the lessons of philanthropy or that the sort of like advantage of giving some percentage of that uh, of that highly appreciated asset away to charity is. Is no longer there. Right. Like, like, like that doesn't mean that the 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 services is, is no longer at the disposal. And so I think when we talk to planners, Often what we hear is that they go, oh, well, you know, like I was thinking about a DAF for my client, but I didn't think that that would be an option for crypto. And moreover, mm -hmm. like I don't manage that asset. So like, you know, they're the ones handling it. So, you know, it's not really my place to say what they should be doing with it. Right. And I think the, the biggest myth that we can debunk is that there's a self-directed crypto native 
donor advice fund provider out there that exists today called endowment.org that has processed millions of dollars in donations and it can accept any of these you know liquid tokens that that clients have without asking them to migrate their crypto holdings away from how they've been managing it right so much yeah. of what we what we do is try and meet the donor where they are right and 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 i'm sure you guys as planners think about that like you know meet the client where they are right and and Absolutely. so if they have a schwab account or if they have a fidelity account or if they have you know some other wealth management platform like you're going to go and and do the onboarding work and you know like like help to help to come up with a way to have a view into what their portfolio looks like there and so you know for Planners that have clients with crypto, even if they're self-directed, some of these wealth management tools and definitely DAFs through endowment now exist in a way that mirror the same behaviors that they that they exercised in order to buy the asset in the first place. Right. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people who are buying these, you know, obscure coins or, or NFTs are using the same you know, decentralized exchanges or NFT marketplaces that we're using to donate or to liquidate those assets, right? And, and, and we have users come to us with a wallet. You know, most people hold their assets and when they get to a certain significance on a hardware wallet or on, you know, like a self-custodied wallet. And that's how you log into endowment.org. It's you use your own wallet it, to, to log into endowment.org. And, 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 and you, you come with your wallet, you give your assets straight from your wallet. There's no transferring it to you know, your planner's portal and then your planner has some portal that they're... No, it's like we're really trying to do this in a way that is okay. in line with the expectations that a user has with any crypto product, not just yeah. with, um, not just with financial products writ large, and that we found is really important to our donors. That like they're not interested in putting a bunch of crypto into a DAF if that means that they have to go and put it into dollars at a Schwab DAF that only has you know access to Schwab ETFs or you know like you know. Right. whatever structured investment products that they link with their DAF program. And, and so yeah. we are constantly iterating on our own product to be able to introduce like more of that crypto native DAF experience where you're now actually investing assets under management into crypto based yield bearing protocols or crypto based assets period. And, uh, and, and I really think that, you know, for planners who are trying to think about, okay, like, how do I encourage my crypto client to start a DAF, you know, give them, give them a platform to use that speaks to their crypto values that have earned them this wealth in the first place. And, mm -hmm. and that's really why endowment exists is to be that is to be that platform for, for the nouveau, you know, wealthy who have just had, you know, major, um, major influxes in, in their sort of financial situation from crypto and, and feel some affinity towards it and want to be like, okay, how can I do my tax mitigation while still also like 
using my own wallet and doing things the way that I've been doing it, the way that has been working for me so far, mm -hmm. where I custody the assets and I tell my planner, you know, okay, this is now worth X amount of dollars, you know, like, what do you think I should do? And they say, oh, you should go open a DAF at Fidelity or Schwab. And now, and now the clients left on their own, like, well, how do I get my, how do I get my, you know, obscure token into that into that donor advice fund and yeah. do I connect with my wallet like what's the process for getting for getting this appraised or or you know like they want a crypto home for those kinds of conversations with a with a nonprofit organization that speaks mm -hmm. that language and, and really that's that's alexis's job and um and i, I don't know alexis if, if you have anything to add here on top of this but like i i really think that knowing the archetype of the user as self-directed and then pointing them towards a self-directed platform that lines up with how they've been managing the assets in the first place is yeah. part of what we really want at endowment advisors to know is that this exists and it exists in a way where it's the same way they've been handling their crypto so far. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And like, you know, to Robbie's point, like everything that we do is on chain, right? So it's not just a donor advised fund that accepts crypto, but actually everything that we're doing is living on the blockchain. So every donation into endowment and every grant out of endowment is publicly available. And I think that that's something else that kind of speaks to this donor base, right? Like they appreciate the transparency of not mm -hmm. just blockchain technology, but the fact that endowment is actually using that in every transaction. And it just speaks to the values and really like what they're looking for. And I think to be able to have a financial product, not just that's helping them and that's beneficial to getting money into the hands of nonprofits, but that is doing it in a way that, you know, to Robbie's point, like is native to them, I think, you know, is something that endowments offering that other donor advised fund providers just aren't able to do in the space necessarily. Um, and, you know, the other, the other thing I'll add is just like some other donor advised fund providers maybe only accept a few tokens or you have to have $100,000 minimum to open up a fund using Ethereum, but really for endowment, like you can contribute any token at really any amount. And it's a great way for people who have multiple tokens to be able to contribute in that way and kind of figure out with their advisor, right, what, what makes the most sense. You know, if someone is holding mm -hmm. multiple crypto assets, like work with your financial planner to figure out, okay, what should I actually put into my donor advised fund and what should I be holding? And I think that that, you know, that's something unique and, and a great partnership between, you know, a, a platform like endowment as well as the financial planner community. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Just to give you guys some insight that these are the conversations that um, advisors are, are really wrestling with because so much of our identity has come from investment selection. You know, so much of our mm -hmm. value has centered around, you know, understanding how to navigate, you know, these, these financial products or tools, you know, whether it's an ETF, an index, mutual fund, you know, a bond, you name it. Yeah. And this really is one of the, the first asset classes that the, the user doesn't actually need your help doing that. You know, mm -hmm. the, the, the people that have um, created wealth, they, they actually don't want your help with investment selection. They, they're the ones that research these, you know, the, these tokens, the protocols, they're the ones that are dialed into the discord chats. And, you know, to be fair, the advisor world is very late to this space. And so we already have sort of this moniker of not being very pro, you know, crypto and, and web three. And so these are the conversations that we're having about how, how do you re 
reinvent your value to a user that honestly doesn't value the thing that has always been valuable. You know, that we've, we have placed so much of what we do around investment selection and lo and behold, this is a new type of user and a new type of investment that has bypassed all these other traditional channels and, and infrastructure. And so this is just another example of something that clients truly need help with. They truly need education and a, a, a bigger, broader context of a plan to be able to fully engage, you know, all the opportunities that exist in the space. You just don't start with the investments. And, and it's just, it's, this is, this is one of those on-ramps um, to connecting with a client in a different way. So uh, I really appreciate how you guys framed a lot of that because it's just so true. And again, we are, we are having that, you know, midlife crisis, identity crisis, whatever you want to call it, and inside our own community because we we see this shift happening. We see the, you know, the the opportunity, and it requires a different mindset and a, and a different approach than what has worked for the past, you know, fifty years in the financial planning traditional space. Um, so to to kind of put a bow on that, why don't you guys share a little bit about um, what endowment is 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 working on? If uh, you have some some really cool um, you know projects, tools that that are coming up, things you're you're I think there you have a portfolio allocation thing that you guys are building. Um, just help advisors get a little bit under the hood um, about how they can engage the the tools and the resources that you guys have built for them to use. Absolutely. Um... You know, at a certain point, the rubber meets the road. Like the, the 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 investor can do all the selection, but then there's this point where it's like, okay, I did all this selection; it worked out really well, and now I need your help figuring out how to make the most of that gain. And yeah. and and really, you know, like the the base protocol the donor advised funds that we have live now are really just meant to be just that like like just the beginning of what structured wealth management looks like in an on-chain environment and one of the things that we've heard most often from users that keeps them from giving into a donor advised fund at endowment is the lack of active management options once you've given to the fund so um, most donor advised funds will ask you to pick a portfolio that you go with, um, you know, at the onset. And, and that delineates sort of like the asset mix that you're in with that charitable capital and that, you know, each of those portfolios sort of meet the prudent management restrictions of, uh, of you know, local regulation. And what we're very excited about bringing to market this fall is the opportunity for people with idle assets in donor advised funds at endowment to be able to go and deploy them into money market funds or individual crypto assets up to certain percentage thresholds across the entire system. So we are that's that's the thing we've been asked for most often is that people come with ETH, they go, I want a long ETH with this, I want to put it in there, and I'm I like, like that's where I want it to be. I want to basically make a donation that is like tracking with the crypto market, and so these portfolio allocations will give our users the opportunity to not only earn like stable yield and interest on the dollars that they're sitting on, but to also be able to take some small percentage of of what they have in their fund and be able to. Uh, invest in specific 
crypto assets or even crypto index funds or you know derivatives that have sprouted up on you know various crypto ecosystems that mirror the broader market or mirror some subset of the crypto market or that are even just like individual projects that people are excited about. And so mm. that's that's really big piece number one is is that is that we're going to instead of just be sitting in dollars with every donation that we take in, um, we will now you know provide users the opportunity to sort of build a portfolio allocation that you know is risk adjusted but allows them to get exposure to interest and yield in various crypto DeFi applications, but also like exposure to individual assets across the crypto space and index funds across the crypto space. So really excited That's about awesome. that. Yeah, no, I, I that that's very exciting, and and I can I can definitely see how that that opportunity just again like you're saying it, it just connects with who uh, the primary user is of this this entire ecosystem and being mm -hmm. able to prudently give and, and understanding that you know this the the. There are some, you know, I don't want to say restrictions, but there's there are rules of, you know, we, we talk all the time about we want to bring our fiduciary standards from this traditional space and bring it to this new, you know, decentralized Web3 world. And imagine pairing up, you know, the, the accessibility and the transparency of blockchain with fiduciary practices that have best interests of people in mind like that is you know the the ultimate um you know the right. ultimate universe we see yeah and so yeah. that what you're describing is 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 just really powerful and being able to again connect with this new new person with these new goals um, yeah the mind. other thing that i'll add on to this is um uh, sorry to interrupt um uh, no is, please is that you know if you open a donor advised fund with any other community foundation uh, the the activity that you are uh, pushing through their foundation um, doesn't actually result in any sort of like um, meaningful incentive or like oversight power. And and the other thing that we're really excited about launching later this year, early next year, is um, our own governance token called Endow. And and that governance token will elect the board of directors of the of the public charity that oversees all of these assets under management. And they, the tokens themselves will be rewarded out based on how actively you're using your donor advice fund. And so I think, mm -hmm. you know, like this concept of like a rewards program for a donor advice fund has, has, has not been tried in the market yet. And, and I think that's also something that really connects us to the values and expectations of the crypto populace, which is that they want to know that if they're, you know, one of the early adopters using the protocol early on, that they'll have, you know, increased oversight opportunities over the decisions and policies and procedures and fee architectures and, you know, distributions of, um, of philanthropic capital. And, and so the work that we're doing and handing over our oversight of the nonprofit into the ba into a token base is also something completely unique that mm -hmm. uh, that just further doubles down on, on on us being this space for the crypto investor that will immediately resonate with what they expect from crypto from crypto projects and and incline them to hand us their crypto in the name of doing good with it. Wow, no, that's. 
That is really, that's very exciting. And um, I think that's one of the things that we, we very much appreciate about uh, what you guys are doing. And again, we're, we, we see the same opportunity to consistently take this traditional space and, you know, sometimes drag it kicking and screaming, but bring it into, you know, the, the, this, this new opportunity. I mean, we are the first and only right now professional designation where you, your designation is an NFT. You know, it's not a piece of paper. Yeah. It's not something that sits on your wall. It's an actual <laughs> NFT because a, it's important for us. Like you said, we're going to eat our own cooking. You know, if we continue to tell advisors that this is, you know, the, this technology that you need to, to know about, it's, it's essential for us to, you know, have the, the, the same kind of standard and hold ourselves to it saying we, we're actually working on on-chain continuing education. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's the same, yeah. same principles of, and it's actually, it's a better way of doing it anyways. Right. Like that's mm -hmm. the whole point is the, yeah, sure. the technology and the tools exist that you can now do a better job um, than some CE, you know, provider having to report your stuff to another <laughs> entity. I mean, that, that just seems really silly when we're talking about this whole, you know, web three world that actually you can do on chain, uh, you know, education and get an NFT that can sit in your wallet that a protocol can approve. Like you don't need all these yeah. intermediaries anymore. That's the cool part, right? Yeah, absolutely. Great. You know, like we've seen just in our infrastructure and Alexis, you know, you have, you have the most hands-on experience with this, but like, by moving our grant delivery and uh, or and sort of like accounting architecture onto a system of smart contracts, like we've inherently at the nonprofit level been able to remove like almost two different teams of people from our overhead. Yeah. That is normally like a grant processing team and then like a finance or comptroller team that's like organizing the payouts of all the capital in, in the system. Mm -hmm. And and so like when I remember when Alexis first joined, we had this moment where she was like, and maybe you can tell this story. It is probably better for you. But you were like, yeah, like this just would never happen. Where I was. Yeah. Like the concept of <laughs> there being, you know, like the, the, the concept of there being programmatic wire payments from stable coins on chain. Just right? wire so somebody, payments. Just wire payments. <laughs> alone, just wire right? payments like, themselves. Like we were sending grant checks during COVID when it was taking three weeks to get to a nonprofit and like, yeah crazy yeah and now we'll and now we'll have somebody make a grant and if the organization knows it's coming you know they'll give us their bank account info we'll go from we'll go from stable coins on chain at the escrow address for that nonprofit to a wire in their bank account like within the same day and yeah. and and so organizations are having this like aha moment where they're like whoa what is this and and, and from our perspective, we're able to do so much more grant throughput at both smaller sizes and also at higher volumes because there's not the same scaling of, of oversight mm -hmm. or sort of like people necessary. Uh, there, there's not the same scaling of overhead from an operational standpoint because yeah. we're leveraging the chain. And so to your point, Justin, about like it just does it better, right? Like. Yeah. We, we don't need to be super risk on and be, you know, reinvesting all of these assets into, you know, like some super down stack coin that we're hoping to moon in order to prove out why this is a better outcome for, for philanthropic outcomes. 
like like yeah, why yeah. why this is a better environment for philanthropic outcomes right like yeah. what we all, all we have to do is mirror the exact same system that exists around at thousands of organizations around the country but do it in a way where we do it at 10% of the staff with mm-hmm. you know with 10x the efficiency as far yeah. as like speed of delivery of that grant and with 10x the number of accepted assets to any of our nearest competitors because what we're doing is we're saying the chain affords us efficiencies and there are third parties out there or just the chain itself that can secure and ensure that we're making the right payments and that we are getting fair prices for the gifts that we're taking in and mm-hmm. and so i think like that's been a huge just innovation without really innovating at all, right? We're just using the new right. tool and that yeah. is already leapfrogging us beyond how most community foundations operate. And then now we're starting to layer in more of the sophistication of the tool and that's going to allow us to push the actual offering forward into a more competitive space. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we, we, we are almost out of time. So I want to give you guys a, a, a final uh, final word to um, put a bow on this. I, I, I'm very excited uh, about the, the potential synergies and partnerships that, you know, our two entities can have, because in the, in the a very real sense, we're both uh, trying to, to, to do the same thing, which is come from a traditional, uh, you know, extremely sort of buttoned up for lack of a better term environment yeah. and say this, this new technology, just the idea of on-chain and smart contract is, is so incredibly awesome. We just need to start piecing together the infrastructure to show and actually demonstrate firsthand this is, this is just a better way. <laughs> this is a better way to have a designation. This is a better way to have your continuing education go. This is the better way to engage you know, um, you know, different investment options and choices. So uh, I can't thank you guys enough for uh, coming on. Like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have the, the last word, Alexis, and maybe um, we'll put yeah. in the show notes ways that we can connect um, and give people or give advisors in the community a way to uh, you know, understand and get more resources about endowment. Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you again for having us, Justin. The The last thing that I'll just say is I realize we, we didn't go over like what our fees are, but just for anyone listening, I just wanted to share that like super detail oriented and not anything that's like exciting to talk about. But, you know, we charge donors a one and a half percent fee on all transactions. So in the sense, you know, we're different than other DAF providers who are charging based on assets under management. So super low cost in terms of donor fees. And then we're free for nonprofits to sign up, which is something that also is differentiating us in the space. And really, we're just trying to get any nonprofit signed up to be able to receive crypto originated donations through us. Um, And it's been really exciting for donors to be able to onboard new organizations when they're making their first grant. So just wanted to kind of close with that information. Thank you so much for having us on. And yeah, we're excited about all of the collaborations and partnerships with PlannerDAO in the future. Absolutely. No, Robbie, Alexis, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing uh, with our community about endowment and uh, looking forward to hopefully letting the community start to, to connect the dots of how these tools can truly help them 
connect with an entirely new audience and, and group of investors that they probably haven't had access to. And this is a tremendous uh, conversation starter. Like you said in the beginning, this is a gateway to bigger, broader planning that everybody needs, especially when you have this kind of wealth. So um, that'll do it for the Crypto for Planners podcast, the most interesting CFP in the world. Stay crypto, my friends.